Hello, it's the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We are, we are, we are going in our, our somewhat uh, segment of like, let's find some old movies that nobody talks about anymore that have been kind of forgotten in like the depths of time. Obscure animated movies, yeah. The obscure ones. And it's funny because you, whenever you find one obscure one, you literally come around you're like, oh, that, you find some other one, you're like, that looks fucking cool too. Like, where was that when I was a kid? And I was like, maybe it was at the VHS rental shop. Maybe, but you know, you had like probably a hundred choices and you can only take one home. <laughs> yeah, well, look, this movie uh, we're going to be talking about, Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin. You look at the cover of this movie and it looks like some He-Man, like some quasi-Star Wars, I mean, definitely pulls from Star Wars, but you look at the cover, it looks like a Star Wars, Saturday morning, He-Man bullshit but then you watch it. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. This isn't this isn't exactly like an adult movie, but it's that between line between you know like Disney and heavy metal. Yeah, it's kind of like rock and roll. Yeah, it's in that like in between thing. And this is the weird thing too, is because everything seems to compare this movie to like, oh, it's like a Star Wars knockoff, or it's a Star Wars knockoff, but I love it and things like that. I kid you not. In watching this movie, if nobody would have ever made that reference, I would have been like. I, I actually I would never cross my mind that this was Star Wars like like even a vibe or feel. I mean, granted, it comes in like it's eighty five, so it's definitely like when the trilogy is as popular as all can be and so on. But I'm like, so much of the stuff in the movie, like what? It's Star Wars? Why? Because it's in fucking space? <laughs> like like I, seriously, is that what it is? Because it's got a fucking robot in it? I'll be honest, I got some Star Wars vibes, like not beat for beat Star Wars. I think it starts off as we'll go more into the details in a minute. Starts off like Spartacus. I think this thing kind of starts off feeling a little bit more like its own thing. Like, it's still, you could say it kind of pulls from Star Wars, because what else in the 80s? You know, Star Wars was the thing, it goes without saying, but Star Wars was the thing that brought in and mixed all these different genres. And people are like, oh, wow, uh, nerd shit's actually kind of cool. We used to just beat the fuck out of these guys who'd read these old-fashioned novels and tell them they're fucking losers. But it's it's actually kind of neat. Okay. And then you had all these things trying to emulate Star Wars. I feel like this is one of them, and like I said, it starts off feeling like its own thing, but then it becomes more reminiscent of Star Wars, and I guess you, whenever you bring in the whole Chosen One thing, and then he has a quasi-lightsaber that sometimes works, and then there's the whole, you know, it, there's a, a thing at the end that's pretty similar to Use the Force, and, you know, all the all the, all the the ghost Jedis, like, dude, you fucking did it! You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's got those things. I feel like those are those things where it's like, if someone kind of points out, it goes like, yeah, see how that's kind of connected? You're like, ah, I guess. But I really did not, like, it did not, like, I was expecting this movie to be, like, a lot more, like, like more of a blatant Star Wars kind of ripoff. I'm not saying that's, like, a bad thing, but I was expecting to be almost, like, the feeling, like, you know, like, when you get, like, Italian knockoff films? That's what <laughs> I was sort of expecting here. And it was like, I, yeah, it's like, I mean, like, yeah, it's like, you know, like anything, it's inspired by other things, but, like, I felt like it was pretty darn, like, its own thing. And as I said, like, I felt to me more like, oh, this felt like a Spartacus in space movie. That's what it came across. You know, except for it's not the very end, you don't have fucking Orin, like, on the cross being like, well, shit fucking happens. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. What you gonna do? <laughs> you know, Roman space. You're not Roman. Well, it also feel like I feel it was also pulling from Battlestar Galactica. I, I never watched the original, but just what I do know of it, it's essentially robots in space hunting down humans in space. 
Mm-hmm. And we get to the end, you're like, oh, the robots are the bad guys. Okay. And uh, plus, even the robots look kind of like the Cylons, sort of. Yeah, and they got a lot of robots in this. I mean, shit, it starts off with robots just fucking, like, electric whipping people, like, mining, cave, you know, in the cave down there. That's the thing at the beginning. So the beginning of the movie, they're in the mine world, and I, I like the thing, because maybe there is... I can't think of a whole lot of animated movies that have the balls to do this, but the idea that, like... Fuck religion. Fuck religion. It tries to it tries to manipulate you and tries to tell you what to do and to go to for its own personal gain, you know. And the idea of like never dig up, only dig down. Up is hell, you know. So the idea that this whole society of these miners are being enslaved to dig and that's the only way to survive. And they got the you know, the, they got what they think is a god coming in, telling them what to do, and the one guy, the one young guy is just being like I don't know, I just feel like there's something more. There's got to be something... Or, and, I mean, I feel like there's got to be something more out there. And there's, like, the the dude that looks like the uh, the fucking bass player from Death Death uh, Deathlock comes oh, yeah. in, like, Ah, oh, just get back to work! Don't fucking question religion! <laughs> uh, <just> Dreams? Like- <laughs> what the fuck are those? And it's just like, you guys are like, just like enslaved to this mind camp. I get it, like, they're totally like brainwashed or something, but you think, be like, man, it's fucking shitty down here. I don't care if hell is worse. I'm finding out. Well, that one guy was so blatantly like, what? Well, it's, it's good workout, you know? <laughs> I think that guy was paid by the robots to be in there. You know what I mean? It'd be like, okay, here's the thing, Bill. You, you can go in there. You act like it's not so bad, you know. You you put in you put in your eight hours, and then here's the thing: you get to come back, you come up to the surface, you get to go to your apartment, and so on. They might question once in a while where you go every fucking night, but that's that's kind of it, though. You know, you, you still kind of tell them how good work is and how it's, it's not so bad, and fucking get that fucking mind drill going and just do your they, fucking job. If they if they if they really ask, then we'll you know. They really ask, give you a doctor's note, and I'll bring up the whole question. Oh, fuck, you got medical? Who'd you get medical from? But, fuck. Shit, now, now, now we're just digging ourselves into a deeper hole. Fuck, man. Just, just, no, as, but, long, um, as long as they're digging down, not up. Just keep that in mind. That's the slogan yeah. here. <laughs> got print on t-shirts and everything. We slop it in the, in, the, in the hallway as we walk in every morning. <laughs> down, never up. And he's got that girl who's with him, and, you know, she's all like, yeah, we can do it. So they come across as they're digging. Well, once they're digging, don't they come across, like, the hilt? Is, or did the old man have the hilt? I don't remember. No, they, they like, digging, and all of a sudden, like, you know, they're drilling to the wall, and then, like, boom, the hilt. And, like, it comes off like a full sword, because that's what threw me off for a second. I was like, oh, shit, there's this full sword here. And what? And the old man's like, oh, the prophecy is true! Grab it, Billy! Grab it! Oh, my name's Orin! Grab it, Billy, you stupid son of a bitch! And then that's where they're like, look, we think there's more up there. Go up there and figure it out. You and your girlfriend bounce. And a little blind kid comes like, oh, man, can I, can I come? And he's all like, bro, um, you're like, how do I put this? He's like, oh, you don't want me to come because I can't see. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you know, you have, you, you have trouble whenever you play charades up there. It's a hundred times worse. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm really, I'm surprised you have not walked off the edge of any of these cliffs in here. There's no fucking security rails. I guess that's a tie to Star Wars, too, but I'm only putting that together now, dude. I'm saying it. You send a fucking blind boy carrying water with no fucking railings. Prophecy, Han Solo figure, lightsaber-like thing, and no railings on anything. Yeah, that sounds like Star Wars. That's, that's pretty much the main four things right there. And um, 
So then once they get up there, I'm going to say, um, I was a little, I was a little sad. Cause like, you know, he's with his girlfriend and I wasn't expecting him to do this. And I guess it's really catches you off guard. The guy who they, uh, things slowing down again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The thing was slowing down again. Anyway. Um, so the guy who they think is their God coming out like in a big, like mascot costume rolls down and he's like, he's like, Oh yeah, guess what? It is all fake. And they, this shot where he grabs the girl by the neck and lifts her up. And then you see her feet go limp. That's where I was like, Oh shit. They actually kill her. I was really not expecting them to do that right there, but, yeah. and no, which is too bad. Movie. I like, I mean, I guess that's the point. Like, here's the difference between us and Star Wars. We kill the girl at the beginning. But I guess the other thing about that is I liked her way more than the uh, girl he meets later. But whatever. Anyway, so. He's like, well, yeah, but she's fucking rich. Like, you know, I, I, I lived in the mines. I, did, I didn't know what, like, other possibilities were. <laughs> I just settled for the first for the first thing that walked in front of me. So, you know. Because literally, I was gonna fuck that Bill guy that came in. If you know, if there wasn't anybody here, I mean, I'd, seems wrong and weird. But you know, it's when you're in the mine, it's all you got. Just my, mine down, not up. The guy with the death clock cover band, yeah, yeah, that guy. So, um, anyway, so from there, they managed to get out of there, and then he gets up to the top, and he realized, oh my god, there is this huge world out there. There, it's. You know, and th this part I thought was pretty cool because I guess you can say if you're going structurally, it's similar to something like um, running into Sam people or something. But I got kind of more of like a Mad Max in the jungle kind of vibe because I liked how all the monsters and creatures were like these half android, half like abomination things that are just stealing limbs and attaching them to themselves. And the kid is just trying to survive. And these things after he's like, oh, my God, it's so real. It's all so beautiful. These things come running in out of nowhere, trying to, like, take his limbs and everything. Yeah, the mandroids. Mandroid! <laughs> Is that what they were called? They were called the mandroids. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, but it's just, like, yeah, it's just like, he gets up, he's like, wow, stars, light, trees, all stuff, and then next thing you know, there's just, like, this hunchback guy. I was like, give me your fucking arm! It's a good fucking arm, too, look at it! Give me your dick, too! I'm gonna put it on my Don't forehead! Don't ask why! <laughs> I need a new nose. <laughs> no. And um, every anyway. time I tell a lie, I'll just have this big fucking hard dick, and I'll run around town with it, <laughs> slapping people in the face. And it'll be funny. Just wait and see. <laughs> so from so from there, that guy he ends up like they have the sword, and somehow I think it only works in his hand. Like he has, or did somebody else? Have and actually swing in and, and kill one of the one well, of the other guys. Yeah, the, the hunchback guy accidentally kills like the woman mandroid. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of brings up questions of how that sword works exactly. But yeah, so anyway, they're just because the sword it's just this hilt. There's nothing there, but it's like the blade's invisible. And he's like, "Oh, you you, you use magic." And the kid's like, "Um, yeah, I use magic. Now come now cut me free before you know I kill you too." And then he does that and takes off, and then out of there. That's where he runs into, uh, his name is Dag, who looks kind of like um, Frank Sinatra, if he was played by Han Solo, if Han Solo was played by Frank Sinatra, essentially. Yeah, he, he's definitely got kind of like the, the definite, like, a little bit more of the older world, like, kind of feel to him. Well, maybe even more than Frank Sinatra, maybe um, um, Bogart. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely like that. Like that's it. he has the kind of almost like a noir kind of take to him and whatnot. And so, he, being the Han Solo tip figure, he's easily the best character of the movie. Oh yeah, he, he's the selling point of it. And I mean, like, and I guess he's a Han Solo kind of character because he's in like that. I don't know because he's a blue collar kind of bounty hunter, or not bounty hunter, but like space pirate kind of thing. And he's got instead of having a, maybe if he had like like a Wookiee type like creature with him or like some animal thing. But he doesn't. He has a computer inside of his ship, you know, which I saw somebody's like, oh, it's like C-3PO. I'm like, a computer inside of his ship is like C-3PO? Like, personality-wise, I guess. Because it's they a... Kinda like, they kind of take certain Star Wars archetypes and, like, divide them up. Yeah. Well, whatever, like, they kind of, like, lo and behold, get together and, like, take on off out of there. Because at first he's like, oh, I don't want to be around this kid, but this kid saved me. I kind of saved him. Whatever. You know. He's got this, like, mm-hmm. kind of nice long mullet thing going on. Like, he's trying to be in, like, a quiet riot cover band or something. I could probably sell this kid make a few bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. <laughs> and then from there, isn't there, um... Do they go... I I just watched the movie a little bit ago, but it's already... Parts already slipped me. Do they already go back to the base for some reason? Or do they go to the market and that's where the space pirates start... Ch- or the, the uh, evil empire guys start chasing them down. Yep. Actually, no, they, 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 they go... They, they go to the base for in. some... They get attacked by the empire-type army... And that's where they start to get pulled in. And we see this one fembot there. It's like, oh, these goddamn, you know, she's getting all pissed off that, you know, they're all this firing is going on. These guys are trying to do their fucking job. And then, like, Dag, who's essentially space, uh, space Bogart, is like, you're coming with me, bitch. <laughs> that's what I kind of love. It's like, they're, like, having this battle and they're, like, fighting their way out of, like, you know, the robot army and whatnot. And so, like, we're going to get fucking out of here and whatnot. And then it's all of a sudden, it's like there's a fembot there. It's like, shit, I always wanted one of these. Just fucking grabs her, throws her under his arms. Come on, kid, <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. We'll tag team her on the way home. <laughs> You're like, stealing like, a woman? Like, oh, she's like, got a soul. It's okay. <laughs> he grabs that thing, like, so so fast. It's like they're running out down the hall. And all of a sudden, it's like it catches his eye. He does, like, a double take. <laughs> I laughed so <laughs> fucking hard at that part. Like... <laughs> Like, it wasn't just like, he's like, oh, I'll use this way out, which never uses it for any of a way out. He literally just grabs that, makes some shit up about why he's taking it, and just keeps going. He can use it as a fucking battering ram if we come to a thick door. <laughs> and then it's like, they get the ship, like, okay, computer, fucking fly out of here. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, oh I'll teach this woman not to talk back to me. <laughs> like, I, where's her main programming? And I like, he's like, ass. he's like, computer's like, oh, it's, oh, and you're, He's like, come on, spit it out, you fucking computer. Oh, uh, it's in her ass. Oh, okay, well, let me just rip this off and uh, dig around a bit. <laughs> That'll make her more compliant. Strictly for science, that's all. And then he just takes a few switches, and she's all suddenly super compliant, super just like, oh, everything's fine. It's great. I love it here. Like, yeah, that's what I fucking thought. <laughs> See, they don't got personalities. They're just a couple of fl- uh, flips away. There you go. That, that's what makes that character, like, super fucking old world. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a 1940s character be like oh, I know how to fix this woman teacher to talk back to me now ah I see just need a little bit of reprogramming and if that doesn't work just push it on the stairs that'll shut her up <laughs> that's okay I'm just reprogramming why are you reprogramming well you'll see because in about uh, about five minutes later I'm going to take her into the auction lot <laughs> get a couple of space <laughs> bucks how could you shut up you damn woman just let me leave it. It's like, or just like so fucking oblivious to everything. You know what I mean? Be like, is that how you talk to a woman? He's like, yeah. Can't wait. Wait, you never talked to a woman before? Well, 
they had women in the other yeah underground underground whatever come on we're gonna go sell it what oh never mind honey keep your trap shut and go make us some sandwiches <laughs> men are talking <laughs> and then um the whole thing from there because he literally takes the auction block they go to like basically the Moss Eisley type place, and this is actually something kind of interesting. I noticed that, um, I mean, I think go to for like the seedy underground place is always some kind of cantina or Moss Eisley esque thing in science fiction. But I feel like a lot of that often pools try to like something from like Lawrence of Arabia or something like that about some worldly traveler. And so I noticed this movie, like a lot of science fiction movies from this period, as well as this movie, is pulling a lot more from that aesthetic. You know, you notice that? Well, it's, no matter what, you think about it, like, even things like Halo, they always make the enemy kind of feel like they're a Middle Eastern person. <laughs> you kind of have a You know what I mean? Because even Halo, it just feels like, oh, here's like this, these religious kind of terrorist-like people in space. You know, and that Halo is space Republicans versus space space terrorists. Yeah, it's literally like the space Iraqi war. I always feel. Yeah, it came out during Bush, so yeah, it makes sense. You know, and I and I feel like this one too, kind of like no matter what, it's just like we're we're always fighting the Middle East, even in space, we're still fighting the Middle East somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. So from there, um, he's like, "All right, kid. Well, you go." Find your blades. He thinks he has to find a blade for the hilt. He thinks that's going to make the prophecy. So, kid goes walk walk into some you know it was like some just pawn shop. He's like, hey, do you got a you got a blade for this? He just drops down like look through this junk shit, the, the, the shit from my junk drawer. Yeah, this is like Asian guy just fucking like here. You, you want a katana? You know, here's some ninja <laughs> stars. Oh, you don't like that? Or whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then he goes and sells the lady. The, the robot lady to this auction and from there he walks by and the kid doesn't really know what's going on because he walks by later and he sees that the kid that the, the lady is being sold he's like he doesn't really know he doesn't really get what's going on he's there's like, they're this... counting to a higher number i could do that yeah. yeah exactly and there's this lady who's basically a cross between i think princess leia and she-ra from uh conan i'm not conan, uh, he-man and from there, he just keeps on going to higher and higher and higher, and then he says, like, all right, all right, kid, you you bought the robot. All right, great. Now pay me. He's like, oh, I pay you what? With credits. Like, what are those? He's like, oh, I own you now, boy. Get in there and start sucking. And then that's when, like, you know, the uh, Han Solo guy kind of comes back. He's just like, ah, I suddenly got gained a conscience. All right, come on, kid. He just... Gives the gives the, gives the guy all the money he made and bounces out of there. But from there, uh, there's, the guy, a, there's a part where I love the fembot. Literally, she has like a line like when they're kind of being taken from there or whatnot. <laughs> I remember like that was another one too. She's like, "You were just trying to pull a fast joke on me." Yeah, the old joke where I leave you at like the the auction block where you know who knows what's gonna rape you next. <laughs> Is that what he said? No, but like that's just kind of like how it sort of <laughs> felt. You know, and she just blows it off like, "Oh, you." <laughs> <laughs> always the prankster always the prankster you know what I mean <laughs> so from there we end up uh, we find out that there's a bounty on the kid by the government and uh, their uh, word got around through people in that area and I think another shootout happens they just barely manage to get out of there yeah cause there is a, there's a handful of like you know just action scenes right through all this kind of in between stuff 
and then that leads them to it's a it's just it's a I don't know if anything important really happened right here, but it's I guess it's more of a character building moment between the two of them. Uh, I think because the main guy, the, not the main guy, the uh, bounty hunter guy, his name is Dag, and he's like kind of bonded with the kid a little bit between here and there, and they're just dropping some products off to uh, once again some evil Middle Eastern guys out there, you know, in like, like a tent, <laughs> yeah, in the future. So, um, and like, oh, so we heard that uh, you that this kid's worth a lot, worth a lot more than what we're paying you right now, huh? How's that sound? Like, oh, well, sounds like if I don't get on my ship in the next five minutes, this this whole thing is rigged to blow. That's what it fucking sounds like. Like, oh, all right, you know, and they get in there, and that's where they have this little, like, navvy thing, always finally, like, listen, listen, you know, that kind of happened shortly after his girlfriend died. And um, that thing starts buzzing around the chest of the money they just got, and there's a bomb in there. Like, oh, shit, let's swing by. They try to just throw that thing out the window and just, like... <laughs> it just lands the, next to those, like, Middle Eastern guys, like, feet, like, oh, shit, boom! What you gonna do? Like, little mini Hiroshima just happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, we'll, we'll teach those fucking dirty, like, you know, Middle Easterns to, you know, leave us a bomb in their, like, sack of gold. <laughs> You dirty non-Christian heathens. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe in the hilt? <laughs> the hilt so, of Jesus? <laughs> but now that I'm going, now that I'm thinking about this movie, this movie does just kind of like move quickly, really. It does just kind of go from point A to point B. They go here, they get into a shootout, they go there, they get into a shootout. And from there, they get into another shootout, and that leads them to crashing on some... I guess it's kind of like this before Naboo, clearly, but this Naboo-like planet, I guess. And that's where he bumps into the girl at the auction who was trying to buy the Fembot initially. And they just come riding by on horseback, which, God, I can only imagine, like, that, that her little robot servant, or her big-ass robot servant, riding one of those fucking horses. <laughs> yeah, just like, hopefully he's uh, made of, like, aluminum or something like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like, the rich chick pretty much is like, oh, okay, like, like I, I like this boy, you know, he's kind of retarded, and he believes that he came out of a, you know, a cave, but that's unrealistic. My father would never invest in slaves. <laughs> and she's just like, so I always told father that I wanted a poor boy, and look what's fallen from the sky for me. Yeah, it's like that one movie. Come uh, now, poor boy. Or, I know it's technically a book, but I always think of it as a fucking movie. Um, shit, what's that one? animated live action uh well there's there's both of it um i think it's got it, there's there's the one that's got the really fucking amazing chris cornell song in it the movie it's version itself oh, great is, expectations yeah great expectations yeah <laughs> that's like the weird 90s version one but like uh, i always think of that one like like yes mother i want the poor boy <laughs> will we crush his spirit oh yes it's the only thing to do to a poor child <laughs> <laughs> it's what gives us life, dear. So she kind of takes it home, and the robot's like, hmm, don't try a fast one there, you know, buddy. I got a fucking gunpoint here from every direction. People are like, oh, Tin Can, you calm down. Don't you fucking call me Tin Can. I might get I might get paid decently here, but I'm not going to take that fucking shit from royalty. I'm a robot, damn it. I got fucking rights. <laughs> Unlike the chick that just got sold into slavery and then bought back. Well, you know... Let's, this is, uh, you know, 3085. This is a different planet. Is... Uh, Fembots don't got those same kind of rights, you know what I mean? When we were out protesting, you know, <laughs> we, we weren't protesting for women, let's just say it here. <laughs> Baby steps. 
<laughs> one at a time. We watched how long it, you know, it took man to, you know, go through his different rights. You know, we knew that robots were going to have to deal with something similar. So, well, one at a time. We're not there yet for the fembot. <laughs> so, um, from there, they end up. Uh, sorry, the audio went out again. So that that's where does they're they're going to uh, they're going to face off. They're going to like to like. Well, we don't need to go and destroy the government. We can just go and talk to the man in charge and he'll clearly tell you that you're wrong and he'll like fix all this up don't worry about that and he's like this is the same guy who's trying to fucking kill me this guy who choked out my girlfriend i know that's like that, that it's like it's funny how both it's almost like kind of interesting that like both Oren and then like the rich bitch are both like super like naive you know what i mean like they literally have no idea how this stuff works Orn because he lived in the fucking underground mines his entire life, and this rich girl because she just lived in her like tower of a robot and like you know just likes to buy people. But going to the seediest opium den possible, like on this planet where human trafficking's allowed. I know you think she'd have some street smarts, you know, she'd be like a Jasmine or something like that. But no, and instead she just for some reason just assumes you can just talk your way out of things. Oh, if you could just talk your way out of things, that would be so nice and easy. Or in her case, like, if things start to get really bad, she just throws a wad of money on the ground and just walks out. Yeah, this will solve it. (laughs) Leaves. That mostly works. Usually. And this is where we find out that uh, the main bad guy, this gray-skinned bad guy who choked out his lady at the beginning of the movie... Find out that guy's a robot, and the robots are slowly planning this whole coup on the government itself, which I think that part's pretty interesting. And, um, you know, the idea, like, we want all the throw, but the thing about that is, for being... I understand you want to give them more personality, but even though they're, like, robots, they don't really function or act like robots. Like, they double-take... They, like, stagger, they stumble, they can hold hostages of one another. You know, like, what, what, you put a gun to, like, one robot and the other be like, wait, don't shoot him just yet. Like, isn't the thing about robots is they don't give a shit, you know? So there's the whole thing about, like, and I guess this is before they had a lot of AI fiction, you know, or something like Ghost in the Shell or anything, where, like, oh, well, we just can hop conscience or something like that. But there's that, the there's that time, one robot, too, that, like, the, like, the spirit thing goes into its head and it's just like, life is not worth living and just like blows his brains out. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, oh, that's, it's kind of ballsy just to, you know, you know, you still think about it, like, it's still like, you know, in 1985, I feel like that's, even though it's not like a radar cartoon, it's still pretty ballsy to have, in a sense, I know it's a robot, but I like to believe that it's all in the same kind of category to have something just fucking blow its, blow its own head right off and just fall over just thinking that like, Life is not worth being taken over by some other fucking spirit. Even a robot knows that. Well, here's my question. Was it just, did it just home in on the thing? And since the thing went inside of it, it shot its head trying to kill it? Or did it just possess it to shoot its head? Which in that case, why didn't possess anything else anytime sooner? Kill a lot more motherfuckers. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. But like, I really think the robot like was preventing itself from being taken over. I feel violated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know, just that old man's like, oh, the old man spirit sucked my dick. <laughs> yeah, you'll figure out later on who I am, but right now I'm just a little firefly. <laughs> Space firefly. I'm all whimsical is- and shit. I'll be your navy. Listen. <laughs> I'm your navy. <laughs> 
so from there, um, I guess from there, that this whole part feels kind of like the part in A New Hope where they're in the star or they're in the Death Star, just trying to get out because that's when they're in a lot more like gray and chrome, like industrial areas, just getting into shootouts, trying to get out of there. And well, they're kind of like in like a prison section too. Even the, I mean, like some of that stuff kind of looks futuristic, but some of it almost has like that. It almost looks kind of like a castle. I guess you would almost even say. Yeah, had some of that stuff going on. Yeah, and at some point, um, the kid ends up. You know, the girl is being is thrown on like a battleship because like, oh well, you know, they're not going to blow up a battleship that has uh, the, the governor's daughter on it. And the kid, I'll throw him in the jail cell with the other asshole, and. Somehow the thing they have the the hilt thing and yeah yeah this brings it back up because the little navy thing the old man navy goes inside the hilt floats it over to the uh, kid and I understand that there's things that gotta happen but it's just like motherfucker why don't you do this shit earlier you could have done this to anything you could have been like throwing swords and paling dudes left and right but anyway br- brings the sword back to the kid and the kid's able to like oh, I'll say this maybe Phantom Menace pulled from uh pulled from this one right here, because that's when he just, like, Phantom Menaces the door by sticking the thing in there, melting it, carving it out. Yeah, exactly. He just cuts his way through and so on, and then goes and saves fucking Dog or whatnot. Or Dag. Dog the bounty hunter? <laughs> dog. dog. Come on, brother! Let's go Although, save your woman! Well, see, like, Both Christ, bro. Fucking, like, space balls almost, too, even. Yeah, yeah. I, I did get a little bit of a space balls vibe. A little bit. And, um... So as they're going through there, they're just like, it's time to kill some shit! And it's just bit this big rampage scene as they're just going through there. There's a big, long battle that kind of happens, and it jumps from, like, space, from, like, you know, spaceships to shootouts and all that. And we start to see even the robots start to get a little bit more like, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. I think the other reason why they maybe made the bad guys robots is because they do a lot of, like, slicing and dicing with that, uh... Sword. With that sword. So they're just like, well, we still want to get a PG if we can. And uh, and uh, we don't want to make it a lightsaber exactly, because then we'll definitely even get more shit for being a ripoff. So we'll just, yeah, we'll just be robots. Yeah, I think I think the robots is always an easy way. It's sort of like, as long as it's not, for some reason, humans not getting killed, it's okay how brutal and violent it can be. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know if it's not humans, it's not real people. <laughs> Pretty much. And then from there, they, uh... Well, it's almost like that thing where, like, uh, Oren's like, I, I want to go save my new, like, honey. You're like, oh, well, we can just go on the ship. Remember that robot we got? We can, we can tag team her and be safer and be like, no, I'm going to go get this pussy instead. And just starts running off. He's like, oh, I guess I'll go follow the boy. I like the boy. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> he reminds me when I was young and, you know, you just, you just chase pussy into danger. <laughs> You, you know, when you get older, you just see, you, you realize that it's, it's really, it's all about the robot. You know what I mean? Shit. Ain't going nowhere. Bend her over, fucking change your circuits around. Next thing you know, she's bringing you fucking sandwiches on your ship. You know, the thing about it is, people say they don't want the older model, they want the newer model. I'm fine, fine with the older model, because I had an extension cord. There's only so many places it can go. <laughs> <laughs> I love this battery operated fucking solar panel charge and whatnot. Like shit, you don't know where she can be. <laughs> shit, they get a mind of their own. They get this fucking oh, suddenly it has a conscience. Oh, it's it's real. Oh, oh fuck that Pinocchio bullshit. Yeah, whatever. I guess I'll go follow the boy because I kind of like the kid now. So then, from there, it, 
from here, I think it'll get a little overly convoluted. Like, that's when they get in the ship. That's when they almost crash. That's when this happens. That's when that happens. So basically, short and simple, a big space. They start just kicking ass Back to the caves. A big space battle in, in happens, and it leads back to the caves where uh, Oren's from. And from there, he manages to get down. He gets separated from everybody else. Him and the girl. Uh, I think her name's Shira or something. Uh, not Shira. <laughs> that's that's the girl I could, got her confused with. Um, Shira. Princess Leia ripoff. Um, well, anyway. She's not even really a Princess Leia ripoff. I, I really, because I, that's the thing is, I, you keep mentioning like the Princess Star Wars. Princess Leia is this. better. I, I don't really feel like I, I still once again don't see a lot of the Star Wars stuff unless you kind of make it out to be. You know what I mean? It's I like, feel like anytime you have like the poor farm boy and you got like someone from space royalty who's you know, I mean, granted that Star Wars probably wasn't the first one to do that, but it was the first one to make it popular. So yeah, but he's not even like a poor farm boy. He's like literally like a slave. He's like borderline like special ed kid who just doesn't only because he doesn't know any better because he's been living in a fucking mine. It's it's amazing that he was able to count to fucking two thousand. Like that's what I thought the whole time. I was like, shit, where did he learn that at? You know, yeah, well, you know, I mean, whereas Luke time, Skywalker, Luke Skywalker's just a kid who's like he's just a blue collar kid, fucking, you know, worked on what's the this farm. guy. <laughs> you know, well, he's, he's working the mines. He's he's a slave. He switched though. his hoe. He switched he switched his sand hoe for a pick. You know, like Luke Skywalker. At least he gets to go on the weekends to go fucking hang out. Like you know, you know, with his buddies, fucking changing parts out and so on. And you know, Uncle Owen just in to go to yeah. Tashi Station to buy power converters. Yeah, yeah, you know, he doesn't get any of that stuff. But um, I love when he gets back there. And he's like. He's like, everybody, like, oh, Orange Return. He's like, I have literally seen the light. And that one guy stepped out like, oh, shut the fuck up. Don't you fucking dare bring that in. There ain't nothing up there. He's just a fucking heathen. He's fucking making up stories. Don't fucking listen to him. And then, of course, everybody's like, yeah, fuck that Orin guy. Trying to tell us there's something above. They turn on him so fucking fast. <laughs> And that's where the uh, guy who comes out, like they don't even they don't even get a chance for Orin to actually totally prove himself. That's where the guy, the main bad guy, who usually comes out in a mascot costume, comes out without the mascot costume and says, "Yep, that's right. You're all slaves. It's all a bunch of fucking lies. Get back to work." Like what? What? Oh, that's when they turn. And then from there, here's the one thing: during the space battle above, the. Uh, <laughs> there's like some bad guy who there's like chasing down some bad guy spaceship and they fire at it and then like that the uh dag he's like no 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 don't hit the crystals no and it's just like a huge explosion happens which kills how god how who knows how many how many like diggers or miners down there in that process but basically Oren has like a, a standoff with the guy and that's where we get a chance to see him to prove himself and they're like you know what the sword you never needed it the sword was in you the whole time and then he just like you you Hakusho spirit swords <laughs> yeah. the guy right there I will say this part's almost like proto Star Wars because he does literally slice this guy fucking in half and then he falls off like a ginormous fucking cliff to his death like Darth Maul well, I guess Dark yeah, yeah. Died. but but he did die in 1999. Yeah, as far as the audience was concerned, yeah, yeah. No. So <laughs> and it's just, but yeah, it just got weird. It's like, yeah, well, that hilt thing. It's just kind of like a guy. It's like training wheels. <laughs> Where'd you get this if, power uh, from? Well, you know the radiation that you like bathe yourself in every fucking night down here. <laughs> That's pretty much. You actually all. 
You actually all have it. If you just, funny enough, the whole thing that triggers this radiation is self-belief and, uh, you know, confidence. And oh, wow, cool. He'll just do it. Like, okay, cool. By the way, you only have two years to live. <laughs> yeah, trade-off. <laughs> so then, of course, now they're all like, yeah, okay, I guess Oren's actually right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like... You believe me now that I fucking killed that guy? Well, yeah, but at first you just seemed like a dick that just disappeared out, like, you know, two weeks of labor. And we're like, where the fuck's Orin? You know what I mean? This this cave ain't gonna fucking mine itself. <laughs> and the thing from you there You left us is... with the fucking little boy who's blind. You know what I mean? He's the shittiest water deliver. Half the time he drops it. <laughs> Here's what we just do. We end up just putting, like, a circle of rocks around him and just kind of, like, say, if you touch the rock, you've gone too far. Just let him bounce back and forth for the last two weeks. <laughs> He'll be in the morning. He ain't going nowhere. Well, then it's like they, they all go up to the surface and Warren's just like, hey, check it out. Pretty fucking cool, huh? Like, you did, I bet you didn't expect this to be up here. That's when the Navi thing... I, I was so sure the Navi thing was going to be his girlfriend who died. But I, I, I kind of thought that, too. Because like, that seemed like it came literally after she died. Then also it's like, all right, I'm just a creepy old man that's been watching you. You want to come join us? Be just like fucking you can be, Oa. You, you can be a god. Like, oh, well, actually, I want to spend a couple years as a human first. Like, all right, fuck you, too. And it takes off to space. And the thing is, is so it's kind of like the Hercules ending right there, which I kind of wondered, like, is that, like, I know it's probably less noble, but in Hercules, can, right as he's about to die of old age, he says, yo, dad, can I be a god now? Can, can you go back on that? That's my question. Yeah, exactly. You know, because that's what I will see, like, because he's like, uh, you know what? Got a babe here. I got a couple decades I gotta kind of blow. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Pops? I know what you mean, son. They just fist bump. <laughs> yeah, like just... Giant earthquake happens. <laughs> yeah. But then, then there's the part I love. It's like where there's like the fucking the little brother. He's like, he's like, tell me, tell me what it looks like. What does it look like out here? He's like, it will... Orange will, well, let me show you. And then all I thought was like, it's like he puts his hands up to his fucking eyes. <laughs> like... I hope this fucking works. I hope this fucking works. <laughs> just all of a sudden, just a beam just goes straight to the back of the kid's fucking brains, and he's just sitting there fucking twitching like the fucking like um, stepdad in Terminator Two. Or no, no, that's not the stepdad. It's the police officer in Terminator. The police, yeah. It's my of, lucky day. I won. Yeah. Sorry, I think of who was the one who was twitching in that right there. Like a lot of people get stabbed in the fucking head. <laughs> just the kid, just like, oh sure, I just killed my fucking brother. Well, you know what? Like, Owen just killed his little brother? Like, well, I say to everybody else, let's, you know, let's... What's one more by this point? And here's the thing, here's the thing. Look at all this. If you were fucking blind, you'd want to be dead too, right? <laughs> just saying, you know what I mean? Shit, he... It's too hard to explain to him, and, and plus, I just don't want to spend the time doing it anyways. Don't go to the left, there's mandroids. What's a mandroid? I'll explain later. Watch out, though. One of them might want to put their dick on put your dick on his forehead. Yeah, I don't know why. It's a fashion statement around here. What? What can I say? Other cultures. They're fucking weird. Shit, it was literally the second thing I learned when I came up to the surface. <laughs> Aside from my girlfriend can't hold her breath for very long. Yeah, yeah but you know, fuck her. Found someone better, right, babe? <laughs> Yo, where's, your, where's your dad's credit card? I got, I got suspended, I want to do. Never done this before in life. 
So oh. that pretty much sums up the movie right there. Now I will say I really the movie. I want to see Star Chaser too, where it's just like where he or just goes from being like the the lovable like anything's possible Spartacus kind of like revolutionary guy to being like fuck doing all the things I never thought I was ever gonna do and fuck it I'm gonna do whatever I want now. He's just eating nothing but junk food, and he's just like, save the universe! Can't forget that! Who saved the universe? You know? And the thing about that is... You're like, yeah, um, but who killed the fucking economy? What do you think made, made this space bucks go around? It was the fucking mine shafts. You know what? We all believe... That seems like such, like... Like, we all believed that it was robots that did the work, and it wasn't so bad when we thought that, you know what I mean? It's just that kind of, like, sweep it under the rug, you know? It's better you just don't know kind of thing. <laughs> The second you tell me that it's a little boy in China putting together my fucking action figures, you, you're trying to be like, what, make me not want to buy them? You know what? Fuck it. Maybe I do want to still buy them. <laughs> well, there's this whole thing about, like, in this movie, because it's not just called Star Chasers. It's called Star Chasers, The Legend of Orin, which makes me believe that they're like, I smell a sequel. It's kind of weird because, like, it, that, that title makes it feel like it's such a sequel, but it still ends like you don't really, like, it just ends like on a solid, like, that's all there needs to be. Unless you're going to do, like, Star Chaser 2, like, you know, like, Orin's, you know, like, Orin's back in action, though he doesn't care to be. Let's work on that title. Nah, nah, it's already no, printed. No, you, know, I, you know, I was sitting here thinking about it, you know, when I was, you know eating all this great delicious food I got from a place called KFC, you know, and that shit. There's all these things, literally, I've been fucking, 25 years I was in a fucking cave, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy some movie life, you know what I mean? They call them se- seven deadly sins, I call them seven deadly pleasures. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna that's indulge where, in that's each like one white of them. Snakes. That's where White Snake's, here I go again on my own place, is the credits roll. You know, I, I learned from the best. Dag, hey, Dag, where you at? Where you at, Dag? We're going to fuck that robot again, huh? Yeah, I know I'm getting fucking married on Tuesday. She ain't going to know. <laughs> it's not cheating if it's a robot. Doesn't yeah. have a soul. Shit, you're there, too. You know what I mean? It's just like we're hanging out. You know, it's like two guys, you know, shit. Our dicks might touch, you know? It's just going to be okay. I mean, like, that's like the last thing to cheating, because, you know, two guys can't cheat, right? It's a bonding experience. <laughs> um, something I want to say about the movie is this is actually apparently one of the, f- either the first or one of the first animated 3D movies. Like, movies to go see in 3D. Yeah. Apparently there was, like, some other movie beforehand. Uh, for some reason, that movie doesn't fucking count. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, like, the first, like, animated 3D movie? Yeah, there's some other movie that kind of has it, too. You know, I think it's just that kind of thing. Like, I don't know, maybe it was a short or something like that. I didn't look enough into whatever the other fucking movie was. They care enough. But that was the big selling point, though, of this movie. It's like, it's in fucking 3D. The Koreans did it for you. What do you expect? You know? And it also it had, like, CG in it, too. The merge that as well. Mm-hmm. Though, technically, Rock and Rule had CG in it, too. And that movie's beforehand. Yeah. So. Now, uh, to kind of follow back up on this right here, um, on the Star Wars-ness of it. Like I said, I think it starts off being a little bit more of its own thing. As it goes, as it ends, it starts to kind of develop a little bit more of like what I think people associate as a Star Wars thing, aside from the space opera shit. And not enough because I heard people say this is blatantly, blatantly nothing but a Star Wars ripoff. I think there's other things going on, but it definitely pulled from Star Wars. That being said, though, um, the all that the animation is really good. 
Oh, yeah, the animation's fucking top-notch. You know, another thing, too, it, it also does a lot of things first, too, this movie. It even has a three-boob chick before Total Recall, five years beforehand. Yeah, in the background somewhere. And the, they, they do swear frequently, not like fuck or shit, but they do say damn it and hell and bastard a lot, you know, which is, you kind of look at the cover, this looks like something you'd see, like, on a discount rack at, like, you know, like, at, like the $3 movies. Like, you know, so you look at it, I'm like, oh, this looks like some something some people forgot about but then you but then you actually look at the animation and you're like oh this is this is more of like a heavy metal kind of thing than it is like uh a, a knockoff disney movie or something like that well it's all i'll say is that dvd cover doesn't really help the cause like if you look at like the original poster i think that looks a little bit better but the dvd cover gives it like that it, it looks like it's came on the same Saturday block as, like, the Zelda cartoon and so on. You know what I mean? And I like the yeah. Zelda cartoon, but it kind of gives it that feeling. Like, like the... There's a yeah. bunch of people waving. Dak has his hands on his hips. People behind like, cheering, like, yeah, man! Because it's, like, one of those ones, like... Because that's the only thing about, like, the 80s. Is the 80s, it's, like, once It has great, like, animated movies, but a lot of times a lot of the TV shows are kind of, like, not always, like, there. You know what I mean? Like, even as a kid, I always kind of noticed that, too. It's just, like... Something cheaper, you know, it, it, it didn't have that quality that, like, you know, the 60s had and, of course, the 90s had as well, too. You know what I mean? You you could almost even see it. It's like a fucking six-year-old kid. You're like, I know what you're up to, Ronald Reagan. I know it. Might not know exactly. <laughs> not know how to word it out exactly yet, but I know, I know something screwy here. <laughs> the MGM DVD cover, if you change the name, I could honestly see that being kind of like early 90s or mid-90s, like Zelda cartoon. Like, you know, they just change, you're like, oh, well, they got the colors wrong, but it looks, he, he has long hair like Link, I guess, you know? Yeah, so, well, it almost does have, like, a Link haircut. Just, mm-hmm. If you just threw a fucking, like, hat on him and everything like that and give him a like, tunic. Like the, like the, uh, I'm on IMDb looking at the different pictures of this thing, and the first one looks really, the first one they used for the main profile picture looks really bad. It looks like some, you know, hey, kids, watch us on three, at three o'clock after school, where the other one looks more of like, oh, yeah, we're re-releasing this thing, and it looks a little bit more, like I said, like a cross between He-Man or Zelda, and then the one that came out back in the 80s, that one has much more of this Star Wars, uh, like, type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Star it, Chasers. What Star Chasers come in? Where's that come into? Do they ever say call call anything? Like, is the ship the Star Chaser or something? I, I can't remember to tell you the truth exactly where where it kind of was at or something, but um, but yeah, you could kind of tell that like that later release for some weird reason. It was almost like they're trying to like sell it to kids like past them. Where at first it kind of had that feeling like, no man, this is this is for you and your fucking rock band to go do on a Friday night. Because yeah, I know you don't get a fucking gig. Yeah, well, there's even that part where, like, there's some jokes in this, because you say they were trying to market it to kids to a certain extent later releases, but you look at it, it's like, it's not so bad. I think you'd probably show this to a kid, but there's still some things, like heavy heavy language early on, you got these mandroid things that take, you know, they don't manage to get kill any actual people, but they, 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 they got these things that take people apart and throw their uh, limbs on them, and then you got a dude, like, always smoking, always swearing, Never know major curse words, but always saying damn it in hell and bastard. Mm-hmm. And then you have the girlfriend getting like just flat out choked out at the beginning of the movie. It's like it's one of those ones like, yeah, like realistically, I like I, I would say, like, yeah, it's t- totally easily could show it to a kid. There's no like really, you know, it's always funny how sometimes that kind of is like some people will get like, oh, well, I don't know if I could show this like cartoon to a kid, but I'll show them this fucking radar movie instead. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. 
But like, you know, at the same time, it's well, it just because it's like it was. It felt like it was just meant to be like, hey, it's a summer blockbuster, like almost like what a PG thirteen action movie would be, you know, nowadays. Like that's I felt think like, the thing felt like what yeah. they were going for is like, hey, you know what I mean? It's not. It's not like it's a rated R movie. It's just like you know anybody in the family could come see this. It's gonna be fucking cool and badass. And I still think at that time period, it's like heavy metal worked, but all these other movies, it's almost like they just couldn't like catch that same break. You know what I mean? It was almost like everybody was searching for that heavy metal money. And I think it's like an animator and an artist and everything like that. I think that was seemed like such a glorious time. You're like, oh shit. We don't have to make just fucking stupid Disney shit anymore. Like, we can literally, like, you know, make fucking badass movies, you know what I mean? And have, like, you know, cool characters and adult themes and all this good stuff. And then it got to that point where it's just like, oh, for some reason, well, why'd Heavy Metal work? Oh, because it's got a fucking magazine following? Well, fuck you. That's <laughs> the reason why it didn't have a problem. Well, I think something with, like, Heavy Metal, for instance, aside from it already having like, a magazine... Yeah, it's, 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 you like, could it's say, from the old school, like, oh, it had an IP already, a fucking atta- there's already fans attached. <laughs> well, that aside, you, you, I don't want to, I mean, because this doesn't always immediately mean success, but I feel like whoever made, he- the people who made Heavy Metal, they all had a vision. They all had something they wanted to see that which wasn't put on screen before. And even though this might pull just a little bit of Heavy Metal, it's probably pulled more of other sci-fi films around the time, more so than Heavy Metal, but I feel like Something like this, it's still kind of like, it's trying to fill, it's trying to like ride that wave of sci-fi movies that were coming out at that time. So for that, you had people like, um, make it that he's like a chosen one or some shit. And they're just trying to figure it out. And I, I didn't dislike the movie. I thought the movie was interesting. I think it's, I think if you're into animation, an obs- obscure old animation, I think it's definitely worth seeing. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't blown away by it, but... I liked the animation, and the first half of it, I was pretty intrigued. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the movie the whole way through. It definitely reminded me of one of those ones, like, okay, this is that film. If you would have caught this when you were, like, eight years old, oh, it, yeah. it could have been one of those ones where you're like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? I think you really would have dug it. I think sometimes these are those kind of movies, like, when you kind of catch them now, it's not saying that, like, they're not good, but it's like, it might not be, like, nearly... You know, like, it won't stick with you the same way. Like, I just think of it, like, if I would have caught the exact same time, like, I discovered, like, Transformers the movie, I think this one would have been, like, almost in, like, a similar category as that. But mm-hmm. kind of now, yeah. it's, like, one of those ones you kind of watch, and you're like, oh, it's cool, it's interesting, you know, but, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, more sci-fi good times, you know, but doesn't doesn't have that standout feel, I guess you would say, as, like, Transformers or as, like, Heavy Metal or something, something like that of the 80s. Well, something like even Transformers, even though at the end of the day they're trying to sell toys, and there are the people that are producing the movie like don't give a shit, like kill the fucking robots. I don't care. They'll we'll make new toys for the kids to buy. You know, even those guys are even though those guys are footing the bill, you still knew there are people involved in that movie who gave a shit. And even something like Rock and Roll, that movie is too weird and obscure for it not or not obscure, but too weird for it not to be someone's vision right there. So I think that's why something like that stands out a little more. Where this one feels like a collection of all the things happening around that time. And it's not that it's not interesting, because these movies are time capsules, and they're interesting looking back on that. But at the same time, narratively, I don't think they always hold up as much as other things, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you mean, because it is, it reminds me, like, this is the best way to kind of describe it. It's when somebody kind of puts together, like, they combine all the things they like, and they really almost kind of, like, they start just pulling from all, like, you know, that stuff. And then they, 
it almost doesn't like you can do that where like you start pulling from everything you like and then all of a sudden it becomes like its own entity and then also you, you could be things where like you start pulling from things and it just feels like well you just sort of kind of want to make this and that and i mean it's got a lot going on in it like so that's why I, that's why i feel like i hate when they kind of give it that star wars like it's a star wars ripoff because it's not really just that but you know there's there's so much more going on to it than that. I feel like the people that say that is the person who looks at the fucking movie poster and doesn't doesn't look doesn't even fucking watch the movie. You know? Yeah. I was trying to look more into this movie and I really couldn't find anything. If I went on YouTube looking at the history on this movie, it was mostly just like uh, YouTube critics from like 6 to 12 years ago being like, oh, the most blatant Star Wars ripoff ever, you know? And, um... Yeah, that, that's one of those things. I just don't get that. Like, it's like, it's just not that... I mean, like, what? Because it's fucking in space? Like, yeah, then everything's a fucking... Star Trek's a Star Wars ripoff. What well, came up before him? It's just still a fucking ripoff. Like, shit, what do you want? Like, God. It definitely pulls from Star Wars. I'm not going to deny that it definitely pulls... I think the later half of the movie definitely does. But I think there's still more to it than that. I mean visually and just the way it looks i think there are things that stand out just the idea that it opens up in a mine and it has this whole religious aspect of don't dig up always dig down like that idea that you know i I think it has a great setup and even when he gets to like you know the kind of quasi moss eisley area but i think that's just not even something strictly for star wars that's something that's just in adventure stories they always go to some sleazy town with a bunch of shady characters i mean mm-hmm. fucking harry potter has that with the with, with the the D- dagobon alley or something exactly see harry yeah. potter it's a fucking blatant star wars ripoff Rah! so even that right there there's still those things that <laughs> there's still those things that i think that uh you know because star wars did it people always associate with star wars but i think once he gets near the end once it becomes a lot of space battles and you have this chosen one thing and he just believes in himself, and that's how he wins. I think that's where you get the Star Wars in this, just because Star Wars is what made that popular at that time. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, what's like? I feel like the best way to say it is for like for someone who digs Star Wars and you want more, Star Chasers is the perfect one to go with it. You know, it's kind of like it's sort of like almost like if you like fucking like Indiana Jones, you go to Tomb Raider next. You know what I mean? And you want more from that- Asking the Stone. Yeah, or romance. When I was a kid, that that was my Indiana Jones. If I said, "Hey, mom, can I watch some Indiana Jones?" It'd be like, "Well, we don't have Indiana Jones, but guess what? We do have." <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that that's what I would, that's how I always remember *Romance in the Stone*. I was like, well, you know, when other kids were like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch some fucking Indiana Jones trilogy," I'm like, "I'm gonna watch *Romance in the Stone* and um, *Jewel of the Nile*." So, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? And uh. And that's why I feel like it's never a bad thing because I always like when there's kind of like you know sometimes people get kind of like they they get bummed out when they're like oh there's just you know movies are all like kind of like this one film and it's like that's never a bad thing like that just means I get more of things I already like and that's just like I get to see mm-hmm. different kind of takes and farther you know directions to go with it and so on like like it's just like Indiana Jones like that's a great time period after the Indiana Jones movies come out because then you get all those sweet like uh, adventure films like you don't even get those anymore. Hmm. Yeah. That, that, there's that thing about all these movies that have that echo effect with everything else and the, there's the forgotten ones and in those forgotten ones you can find things because you know we went into rock and roll kind of blind because we went into rock and roll and this blind like oh those are those are some obscure 80s animated movies let's check those out since we already did obscure movie final fantasy you know <laughs> by which this sounds weird seeing that's <laughs> one of the biggest ips ever in, in video games but just saying yeah the movie's kind of obscure by this point so let's do that but anyway um 
So going into both of those, I definitely liked Rock and Roll the most out of the series of movies we've been doing. But this one's still interesting. I think it's still definitely worth a watch if you like animation and if you're into science fiction. Yeah. I probably would say I actually like this one more than Rock and Roll. It's not that I didn't like it because Rock and Roll is that weird one. Like I remember when I was finished watching it, I was at the very end. I was kind of like, "Eh, this is okay." But it was like as we started talking about it on the podcast, I'm like, "Oh, I actually kind of like this a little bit more once we like went more into it." You know, mm-hmm. where this I guess one, this one I felt like when I finished it, I was kind of like I, I felt a little bit more solid with it at the end. I mean, I, I guess I'll give the credit. Rock and Roll is definitely more ballsy because it's just like fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like, Rock and Roll, to me, it's just one of those things where it, uh... I liked it more when I first saw it, just because I didn't know what to expect. And then I rewatched it again, because I rewatched it, and then, like, a few days later for the podcast, I rewatched it again. So, and second time around, I definitely liked it more. Well, the first time I already liked it, but second time I definitely liked it more, and then looking more into it, and seeing it was, like, this movie with this weird, complicated history, and just this idea that the villain is basically based off Mick Jagger, and... Iggy Pop and Lou Reed do songs for him and all this kind of stuff. It's just interesting how both of those movies are like firsts. Like, you know, that's the first, like, Rock and mm-hmm. Roll is the first, like, Canadian, like, full length movie. This movie's kind of got the first for the 3D, you know, tire, you know, animated picture, I guess you would say, you know, give or take how you feel about the other film or whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's interesting for the fact that these movies are kind of like first, but not remembered really at all. Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird how that happens. It's always that kind of sad thing. There's lots of times that's that's almost like a good that's a good life lesson right there. That um, just because you're the first one through the door, that's that's not the most important thing. Because a lot of times people don't remember the first person through. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's definitely an interesting movie. I'd say check it out. But yeah, definitely worth watching if you run across it. And uh, it's just cool finding these kind of like you know old animations because you know technically we, we're never getting two D animated movies really for the most part anymore anyways you know about some, one of the only people that keeps that alive is DCU and beyond that I mean that's still kind of C it's like still quasi CG at the end of the day it's not the same as like a hand drawn two D animated film but um, when you go back in time and you find these ones that you're like oh I, I never stumbled across this in my VHS store it's kind of fun so um, yeah. I look forward to more of these because I know that like once you kind of fall down the rabbit hole of these, you just like you just find like, would you like to know more? And then you click down the next section, and it's like, oh god, look at these all these other fucking films I've never seen before. And there, there's a long fat list of all that good stuff. But um, yeah, check out Star Chasers. And other than that, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys. That's Pizza Boys with a Z. Animations and all that fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, and I'm Rain Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic.
Thanks again. We're out of here.